Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to Dear World Loves Delilah, the quotable podcast with me, Darcy Lee, a moment meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. And I am super glad that you're here. So if you're joining me because you need the occasional reminder of your pure badassery or innate awesomeness, if you need help silencing that inner critic, getting through a tough day, want to be a part of a community of people who are dedicated to suiting up and showing up fully for their lives, or if you just want to be able to, at the end of it all, say, I did all I wanted to do with this life. I put it all on the table. I lived this life as fully and authentically and courageously as I could then welcome, because you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week, I will come here with something fun, fantastic, and authentic for you, whether it be amazing people, some of whom you've heard of because they are amazing out loud, and some that you need to hear of because their remarkable gifts are too good to keep behind the curtain any longer. We may also discuss an incredible book or share a beautiful idea that will help you truly live the life that you want to live. Together, we will meet We will dream, we will learn, and we will laugh. Together, we will take this life by the horns, and we will live it until the living is done. So, my fellow rock stars, are you ready for an adventure? Here's to the journey. I am really excited. Let's do this. Dear world, I'm sending you all the warmth and light. Love, Delilah. All right, so today I'm interviewing Aisha Ophelia. Uh, Aisha is someone that I've known for years. We have crossed paths uh, in different circles and in different ways, and I'm just super grateful that our paths have kind of come back full circle. Uh, And I'm super excited that you get to be a part of this conversation. So a little bit about Aisha. Uh, I usually ask for quotes from my interviewees, from my guests, And what she wrote was not a quote that she got from somewhere else. This is kind of a personal statement, and I really love it, so I want to share it. The dream of my life is to be a full-time mystic, encouraging people, especially women, to have the courage to expand into new and different realities. So Aisha is the creator of Girlfriend Manifesto, a women's space for inspired living. Her personal manifesto consists of strong sisterhood, spirituality, a radical self-love practice, and adventure. She moonlights as a creative consultant with an emphasis on online marketing, social media, and graphic design. Holy Rebellion is her YouTube channel where she shares the inspired content that speaks to the union of our sacred, holy, and human selves. Her long-term intentions include a healing center, a book, and a deep dive into the alchemy of of entheogenic plants. So I really hope that you could enjoy this interview as much as I did because, man, so much good stuff and so much laughter. Hey, Aisha, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, really excited you're here. And I'm not just saying that because, like, I'm looking at you. Like, this has been something I've been looking forward to since I first conceptualized Dear Delilah. And it's perfect because, like, here we are actually in the flesh, which is a manifestation story in and of itself. So I'm glad to be here. It's it's a lot to, like, take in and (laughs) process. I was like, when I first walked in, I was like, thank you for inviting me to my next panic attack. (laughs) Because I didn't know it would be so, such a, I don't know, 
feels like a big thing. Yeah. yeah. So you guys can't see what we're talking about, but actually we're recording at the public library in downtown Chattanooga. And I did talk about it in another episode, but this thing is legit. Like yeah. this is not a janky made up recording studio. <laughs> like this is legit. Yeah. It's like things that dreams are made of. It's yeah. It's kind of magical in here. It's colorful. It's bright. It's very official. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I understand. And it's super fun, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. No, this is, yeah. yeah. But you did. And of course, I laughed out loud um, when you said welcome, you know, <laughs> thanks yeah. for inviting me. So, and I, I mentioned earlier that that kind of surprises me because you, I mean, I know that none of us are exactly what others perceive us to be, yeah. right? I mean, people only see so much. Um, but you for me, have never struck me as someone who gets nervous by something like this. I mean, I think we all get nervous, but also I'm to a point in my life where I enjoy pushing those edges. It feels like I'm that's how you are remade into whatever you're dreaming of becoming. So I do... It's a weird, like, love and hate relationship. I know that it's, like, the work that I have to do, and it also feels really uncomfortable. And I, and I could totally understand why people would avoid this feeling at all costs. But also, <laughs> like, how often do you get so excited that you're breathless or your heart beats so fast? It's just, like, not a lot of things elicit that response, and it's kind of one of my favorite feelings. So yeah, thank absolutely. you. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm nervous, and I do get nervous. Yeah. Have you ever read The Big Leap? By Gay Hendricks? No. So I have an online book club mm -hmm. um, called Read, Share, Slay yes. Book Club. Uh -huh. And our first book was The Big Leap. And he quoted Fritz Perls, who is the founder of Gestalt Therapy, which is like my favorite form of therapy. Nice. Um, but he said that, that fear is excitement without the breath. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important just yeah. to kind of know what it is when it's coming so you can reframe the experience that you're having with it. And I think the more that we are transparent about where we struggle, the easier it is for someone else to be like, oh, well, I'm terrified too, but if like she can do it, then maybe I can. Yes. So it's, it's a good conversation to be having. Courage begets more courage, yes. right? And Inspiration. That's kind of, yeah, I love it. No. Yeah. This yeah. is very much what I've been thinking about this week. So this is perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And also one reason I'm excited, and I I might mention this to you in the introduction, but another reason I'm excited is because you were literally outside of my husband. You were the first person that I brought the beginning of all of this to. Okay. Yeah. So like when I messaged you on Facebook that night and said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Like it really was the beginning of what I was thinking and envisioning. I love it. Wow, so, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, good for so you. Exciting. And thank you. I mean, yeah. thanks for being like that safe place where I can be like, hey, I need to talk mm. to Asia. <laughs> I do enjoy hearing that because so much of what I've been wanting to build is people's that creativity in the beginning. And also just like the idea that dreaming that you can do something is like an integral step that so many people won't do. They won't let themselves even like want what they want. And so that being my mission, I'm glad that I felt like a safe place for you to come and be like, I'm thinking of doing this thing because I'm always like, like tr uh, team dream, like, yay, welcome. Like, you know, <laughs> bring more people, bring more people, tell them that these hurdles can be 
not only gone over, but gone over in like a really magical freaking way, if I must say so myself. Like Thank looking you. at you, you're a vision in here, and this is where you're supposed to be. Thank you. Yeah. And what I love too is I feel like the things that we think are hurdles are sometimes steps. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not even about like going over them, it's about getting on them. Yeah. Yes. And like yes. that moving us toward where we want to go. Yeah. So I yeah. Love it's that. like, I see a vision of like this little meme where someone's about to jump over something, but they think it's so huge and they finally jump and they're like, oh, like that was like, I could have stepped over this, you know, like it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. And nothing is ever as big as our fear tells us it's going to be. Which kind of like, just to turn that, it's like, oh, that's how much imagination you have access to, that you can create a monster that's really just like you know, maybe even a dainty butterfly. I don't know, you know, but like (laughs) that's the power that we hold. Yes. And we, I think that we forget because I don't know, I hate to think that as human beings, we tend to lean toward negativity, but I think that we do. Like, I think it's a real, um, it's work and it's effort to reframe is a word that I've been hearing a lot lately and Mm -hmm. I love, you know, but it takes a lot of work and effort to reframe a lot of the impulsive thoughts that go through our head, yeah, you know? And so I love that you can say, like, that was great. Just that whole idea that we have the type and strength and, like, size of imagination that we can make these little things so big and scary, which means we have that same... Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Fuel to redirect towards anything that we really want to catch fire. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to start. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just so that my guests or my audience, my listeners can get kind of a baseline. On a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? <laughs> I mean, more than a 10. All right. Like, it takes a lot of composure to, well, okay. So I have a person in my life who's an extremely safe place. And he called me just a minute ago, and I was like, hello. He's like, are you okay? Why are you whispering? And I'm like, no, I'm just in this dimension. Just come with me. <laughs> like, I was literally doing the weird shit, can I say that, that I do at home with someone else. So, I mean, I think we're all way weirder than we give ourselves credit for. And that's also kind of a thing that people like in other people. They're just mm-hmm. attracted to someone being totally themselves. So, Yeah. More right. than people think. A All lot right. more. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I interviewed um, Emily Flake, who is the, she's a cartoonist for The New Yorker mm-hmm. and several other publications. And she's the author of Mama Tried, mm-hmm. which is a collection of essays and cartoons about motherhood. <laughs> nice. And when, and here's the thing, right? I asked her on a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? And mm-hmm. she said, I'm not weird at all. Right. And I'm like, your last, like, you just published a cartoon of a talking penis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's like, what? That's like everyday stuff. Oh, I like that right? way of thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. And so that you're even so weird in such a beautiful way that you don't even think yeah. it's weird. That you're, it's not. <laughs> right. No. I love so, that. Uh, yeah. And That's I'm, a good reframe on weird though. Right? I agree. <laughs> you're just so yourself that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> no one else is talking about this? <laughs> you know, oh, awesome. So if you wouldn't mind, Aisha, uh, first of all, gosh, I love that we hadn't even gotten, you know, that's the first question and we've already had such a great conversation. Um, But if you wouldn't mind just to tell us a little bit kind of about little you, about growing up, family, childhood. 
Little me. Well, okay, so I'll start with the first thing that I realized when you said little me was that I am still that girl, yet all this time has passed. So um, back then I was very imaginative, like spent a lot of time in the imaginary realm, and I went through a period where I doubted that that was a great thing, even though my life was becoming increasingly magical and people were being like, how are you doing this thing? How did you... It was even before, like, The Secret or, like, Law of Attraction was something well-known. I, I just spent a lot of time being imaginative, creative, um, passionate about making things with my hands. Like, that was my jam. I was kind of a shy person. Um, I was pretty free around my family. They got to know all the different weird sides of me. Um, yeah, so in between that, like, little me and the me that I'm realizing I am today, still that same girl with some of the same interests. Of course, I went on a, you know, a journey, a path, um, and in a lot of ways, just figuring out if, I don't want to say if life could be that easy, but if it really could, like if you could just like shine doing what you love, you know, and something you mentioned before, the whole, the whole fear bit and the whole doubting ourselves, I think that that is sort of like a cultural virus because like when you're a kid, um, and even like well-meaning parents, like whatever, we don't have to get into how it happened, but I do think it's not our natural state to, you know, to doubt ourselves, to doubt our creativity, to, you know, to use nature as an example. I love looking at, um, a tiger or something that's totally in its element. It just knows who it is. It's going fast. It doesn't think that it should be like the elephant or the fish. It's like, there's certain examples in nature that just guide us, guide us back home. So me as of late is really remembering all those things that I knew so well when I was a kid. So I went on this whatever detour, a fun one, um, to get back to this point. And so um, I'm here today and uh, what feels really good is um, using my life as an example to others to show that you can become something that you didn't think you could or lost track of or whatever so just like this idea of like coming home to yourself my audience is very much women because that's what I am working to have mastery over is my womanhood <laughs> so I love speaking to women about being complicated about being messy but about also being wonderfully who you are so um, I do that through the girlfriend manifesto which is something that has turned into like this whole thing. And at first it was just like, I've got to figure out a way to get out what's inside of myself. I, you know, it was at the time when a lot of people were starting blogs and podcasts and was, I was just too afraid of it. I was like, okay, but if I do it, it's this formula, you know? And so when I finally just let myself talk about the stuff that I love is when the girlfriend manifesto started taking shape. And now it's this, this whole little movement. And I don't even, I love it, but I don't know how it happened. I'm like, whoa, really? <laughs> that is so, so awesome. Yeah, that's that's me. And when do you feel like that started for you? Like that desire to show people, you know, you can do this and to really kind of lean into womanhood. And did it start as a woman or did it start as a girl? I mean, I think you're always sort of becoming. <clears throat> so it's hard to know when, but I can definitely say there were a few peak moments within that scale that really let me know that I was on to something. And so part of it was just like I had tried the right way and that did it felt so unauthentic to me that I knew I had to make some changes. 
And so when I started doing things kind of more on my own terms, I found myself blossoming. And I was like, wow, okay, this is what that like kind of uncomfortable stage was. Like I'm becoming this thing. And so, um, sorry, I lost it. No, it's yeah. fine. Ask yeah. me, there was like three questions in one. Okay. <laughs> so let me, let's pause. And there was something that you said, um, you said like, what if it were easy? Yeah. And it made me think about, I listen, I listen to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. now, which is part of what inspired this. But um, this podcast called Earn Your Happy with mm-hmm. Lori Harder, she talks about how there are moments when she gets really overwhelmed and really nervous and really scared. And then what she does is she stops and she says, okay, if this were easy, what would it look like? Mm, I love that. And yeah. Because again, reframing, it puts it in this place of like, okay, where am I now? Where do I want to be? And then when we can kind of understand that, then it, it takes that distance away, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And everything that's sort of in our heads that's not true drops away. It's what it feels like. And you're just in the moment with just that next little small step, which is all that's really required. Yeah. So, yeah. And clear direction, I feel like, because when we when we stop and say, like, if this were easy, what it would look like, what would it look like? I think about, I was an ed major, and I think about one thing that I was taught that stuck with me forever <laughs> is that they say, don't tell a child what not to do, mm-hmm. suggest to a child what to do. Yeah. So not in like a, you know, bossy, don't be freeway, but instead of saying, don't jump in the puddle, you say, walk around the puddle. Yeah, yeah. You I know? like that. And so when we approach that whole idea of this were, if this were easy, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. Then we're starting to be like, okay, walk around the puddle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, awesome. <laughs> or jump over it. Or, something, or, or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, um, okay. So what I had asked, I know it was a lot of questions in one question. Um, but as far as, let's say, when you knew that or started to know or started to see it develop this desire to help other people kind of see what they can do in their potential. Was there any time where that became, you know, just super clear to you? I mean, for me, it's been, I could bring it back down. Yeah. A series of sort of like painful moments. So one huge one was losing my mom a few years ago and I really was like, okay, what, is the most healing environment I can put myself in. And I was like, my sisterhood. But it had always been a thing that I'd been good at relationships. Like, you know, there's some people that were like, you know, I'm not really a girl's girl. I don't, like, you know, whatever. And I just always, maybe because I had two brothers, but I just have always been obsessed with women. Like, and yeah, it just felt like a a natural place to go when I wanted to heal. And so I started seeking out more of those and like got opened up to the world of um, women's gatherings and circles, which was kind of a new idea to me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how did I go so long in my life and not know about this? So once I started learning about it, I immediately wanted to bring it back here. So that happens a lot. I'll go out in the world and I'll learn something and I want to come back home and be like, okay, ladies, this is what's up. This is like what's (laughs) happening. And so, and then I started to like come up against my edges also of being shy. And so one thing that I really wanted to do is back in homespun days, I wanted to invite some women that I didn't even know well, just like to this like gathering. I knew there would be food, connection. um, And this was even before I understood the idea of like what a sacred circle looks like. So I just invited people that I knew and didn't know and just said, hey, let's come together and like be women. And it was so vulnerable and so healing. And I left with my cup so overflowing that I was like, okay, this is the thing that I just want to continue to let pour from me. So that was, that was a huge, that pain and suffering was a catalyst to find healing for me. And 
did your mother kind of play a part? And I asked because we, we sometimes we would take for granted, like, of course, my mom played a part in my kind of strength as a woman. But that's mm-hmm. not always the case. Yeah. So, But even absence of mom can play a part. I, like, regardless, I just have so much respect for the mother mm-hmm. because it's the vehicle to which everyone is born into this world. So, it, you know, it's got to be a key, like, no matter what you believe, if you just, like, sit and think about that for a minute. So even if your mother was terrible, um, your who you are in life is in reaction to that. You're trying to figure things out. And even if your mom was, you know, to whatever degree you got along with your mother, I think it's, it's a huge um, catalyst for who you become in life. So... Yeah, no, no. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And I, you know, it's that whole idea of the sacred feminine. Mm-hmm. And we can, I know I personally have a tendency, I'm in a real, it's, I mean, I'm a stepmom mm-hmm. and it's hard yeah. because the birth mom is not in an ideal position in life mm-hmm. and she's not, um, her struggles are very kind of loud and, um, and I struggle with it, yeah. you know, and I have a hard time seeing like the sacred feminine in her. I do mm-hmm. like that is definitely. And that's something I have to work on regularly because in my head, it's like, well, this and well, that, and yeah. rah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and then, of course, there's all of my own stuff that mm-hmm. that I have to deal with. And then how, you know, her stuff brings my stuff into view. And, yeah. you know, so it's hard. And that is a great reminder because um, I feel like we can think something is beautiful and sacred until we see the crack. And then we're like, Mm. oh, and we forget that that crack is part of why it's beautiful and sacred. Yeah, it's so true. And one thing that I've been playing with is just the idea of symbiotic relationships being different than what you think. So, like, I remember seeing this, like, really gnarly kind of turtle And it looked prehistoric because there was, like, actually moss on it. And there were so many things that were living off of its waste, so to speak. And so, like, looking at people who rub us in certain ways as, like, a symbiosis because they're creating the exact environment for this new attribute to bloom within us is super helpful. I mean, if you can get there, like, be angry, have all your feelings, do all the things. I do that, too. But when I get into a place of stillness, you know, I have that moment. I'm like, oh, okay. Like this is what's really happening in the when someone's having a loud problem yeah. moment, you know? Yeah. We all do and I feel like we all get those, you know. That is so powerful and it's such a great reminder. Yeah. <sighs> um, so you mentioned, you know, losing your mom. Would you say what would you say? And if that was it, that's fine if there was something else, but is there anything that's been so devastating that you almost thought you wouldn't heal from it? I mean, that's complicated because Mm -hmm. in a way it would require me to almost compare my grief to someone else's. Like Mm -hmm. the way that I've seen people act out more, but all I have is like my experience of grief. And it was, I mean, it was extremely transformative. But yeah, there were times where I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to feel different about this. I had a hope about it, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I definitely have, have been very deep into grief and wondered when I was going to feel different. Right. Yeah. If we'd ever come out to the other side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think about that in in relation to, like, relationships. Um, 
I feel like every for everyone there's maybe it's the first heartache or maybe it's the biggest heartache but there's that part of you and people say it all the time I mean you see it in movies you hear it on you know I'm always in love I'm I'm never gonna get over you know what I mean they're always gonna and then one day it's like wait a second yeah that pain's not there you know what I mean something's different right and how every time we're able to like do that with whatever then that is that building block that helps us realize like we can take more risks because we realize we're not going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you had asked me about a quote actually, and I don't know the exact one, but it's, it's this idea that we're playing with what like the only cure for love is to love more. Ooh. So the only cure for grief, grief is to grieve more. Like the only cure is to just keep going through it. So in that sense, it's like, it never ends, but it like transforms you. It's like a very uh, worthwhile thing. It's like you've got to practice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you have to be, I think you just like, for me, it's like more uncomfortable to not than to like move forward into whatever is inviting me into it. And plus, I'm just like so curious. Like when I get back into like my weird kid self, it's like if someone dared you to go into a dark cave like you would go you'd be like what adventure is gonna happen I mean I just think you would like so yeah I feel compelled by that like kid in me that's just like I think I'm gonna be fine let me just keep going try it (laughs) yeah yeah and that you know what so I started the blog Dear Delilah XO right Mm -hmm. and it didn't like take off or become anything massive but I one thing that really happened from it and because of it, my first, my very first blog post I released on my 40th birthday Mm -hmm. and it was called 30 birthdays later. And it was a letter to my nine year old or basically my 10 year old me because my nine year old life was like really tumultuous, Mm -hmm. huge changes, loss. Um, it was just difficult, you know? And so the letter was to the 10 year old me that survived like my ninth year on this earth. You know what I mean? That's (laughs) amazing. And I think that before that, I mean, there were different times. I feel like we've lived a hundred lives just in this one when you think about, you know, how often we transform. But I think that that theme of child keeps coming back. Um, And I hadn't realized it literally until like... (laughs) Right now. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, just here, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, it just keeps coming back. Yeah, you know, and I think the lot like one thing you mentioned earlier was forgetting and remembering, and one of my episodes is all about that. Like mm-hmm. my philosophy, I'm not a religious person per se, but my philosophy is that. Um, as spiritual beings having a human experience, like we know all there is to know, but mm-hmm. in this vessel we've forgotten and that yeah. our purpose and our goal is in remembering. Um, and I love being able to meet people and connect with people who help me remember. And yeah. I feel like that is community. And and all we need for that is like to be willing to be a little bit vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit, you know? You yeah. Can- yeah, and it can be a thing that you build up in your mind to be so huge. But, like, at the end of the day, like you were saying, there's so much more that connects us. And if we can just, like, remember that and just, like, step a little bit out, like, I just feel like so much magic is there. Yes, yes like yeah. everyday magic. Yeah. 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 So for you, um, and just quickly, because I think that it's different for different people, but what does vulnerability mean to you? Hmm. I mean, 
Okay, so it can be a feeling. Lately, I've been really trying to get into my body. I know that's a buzzword, but it's really important, I think, because we've been so numb to so many emotions. So, like, when I know I'm being vulnerable, my body sometimes tells me. Okay. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if I tune into that, even that fear feeling or that, like, I feel my armpits. <laughs> you know, or just, like, however your body starts to react to vulnerability. Um yeah, and it's also, I also know it by how I like to push people to be vulnerable. So I like the idea of thinking of myself as like a futurist. And so like how this shows up is like, I feel like I can be a challenging person to know because I'm like, oh, you have this idea about something. What about this? Because I do the same thing to myself because I'm always trying to, well, it just feels good, which I've realized <laughs> it can come across like a certain way. But it feels good to just, like, challenge yourself. So sometimes I'll challenge someone to see if they're being vulnerable. And then I'm like, oh, mirror in my face. I'm not even being vulnerable in the oh, moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways that I, I know that I'm going into uncharted territory is what vulnerability feels like to me. Like, okay. no matter what I'm doing, like, this is vulnerable. I'm stepping into something I don't know. Um, you know, I'm trying yeah. to assess the situation. Like, you know, everything that's, like physiologically happening and the body is happening as well as like what my mind thinks about it so yeah yeah all those things let me know if I'm like just softening to be vulnerable <laughs> and so I'm a little like the whole like pushing people to vulnerability I mean it's are you just basically talking about like calling people out is sure it, I okay love to talk, yeah I like to talk about what's not being talked about part of that I like to attribute to my Scorpio nature um what else? Yeah, it just feels natural and normal. It feels like a gift. And I mean, I don't, I lovingly use it, I feel like. And, you know, it doesn't always land that way. But when I'm like in the flow and remembering, I think it usually comes across pretty like, oh, for me too. It's like we're, we're often talking about the things that we want to learn the most and, yes. you know, and then just sharing like the overpouring of what that is. So, right. yeah, I like to call people <laughs> <laughs> I mean that I feel like Lovingly. you know we need to call you know call it what it is yeah because it's like okay so the evolution of a species relies on people calling someone out about something it's like oh you don't think flight is possible hey let me go and yes. build something oh you don't think I can run a seven minute mile like to me that's what spirit that's how spirit moves in me it's like no like everything's possible let's keep yes. going yes yeah. and really it's it's like calling out the collective. I was listening to this, um, Tony Robbins. He was talking with Marie Forleo. And uh, one thing he said that was mind blowing to me was that no thought you have is yours. Like it didn't originate with you. These thoughts have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. And what you've done was you grabbed it from the collective, <laughs> sure right? Did. And yeah. you embraced it and yeah. then you made it true for you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, my, like, oh. Yeah, I think Tony's done some psychedelics. <laughs> I have and I realized that too. <laughs> right? Well, and I mean, I'm not like, I'm not super shy. I'm not, you know, um, most people who know me, I've been in a ton of therapy, uh -huh. <laughs> right? And I remember... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm a mess, but I'm a happy mess. Good. Like, yeah. That makes all the difference. Right. And I, I, mean, I mean, I just love, I love growing. I love changing. But like my first um, kind of, when I say legit therapist, not that my others weren't legit, but like the first that I connected with. Yeah. And 
um, she used to try to tell me that part of meditating was like you're standing on a street corner and you're seeing these thoughts go by and and then you let them go. And it just did not click with me until mm-hmm. he said that. And then I realized they were talking about the yeah, very same yeah. thing, uh-huh. you know, just that there is this collective. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we're not just calling individuals out, even though it feels that way. And on, obviously on, on an earthly level, it is that. Yeah. But what we're really doing is like calling out that kind of collective thought yeah. that, you know, that mm-hmm. unconsciousness in a sense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. And it's, but that, you know, you, it's that, um, it's that seed you plant. It's that deepening of the spiral. So like the first therapist planted that seed, but you still were like, what? I don't know. Not quite. And then like Tony was there just to like water it. Yeah. Just what it exactly what it needed to, to be like, oh, okay. Now I, I have it. this like understanding of this idea in my body. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you approach like when you are with somebody and you're kind of doing that, like being vulnerable or even calling out what we're talking about yeah. and and their response is, you know, either they're really defensive or uncomfortable or hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think that all those are par for the course. Um, I, too, have to move through those when something's being shown to me. My first response is, no, I know exactly who I am at all times. Like, you know, I'm right. I'm rejecting it. Um, and then upon further inspection, usually I'm like, oh, there's some element of truth that I can take from this and learn. So, I mean, I think it's almost less about their reaction and more about you sort of like showing up in this way. Um, that's important. It's important for you. It's important for, you know, that person to even feel safe with you. I mean, I think there's a ton that is called in to that same conversation when it comes to calling people out. I think you have to be willing to like be called out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the the loving sort of motherly or almost like crone grandmother energy is is so needed in this world. Like someone needs to be like, stop, what are you doing, you know? And everyone's so afraid to do it. So, you know, can you be the wise elder no matter what age you're at and just be like enough is enough lovingly, right? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a part of it. Oh, my gosh. If I could even – I don't know how much I want to get – but like Facebook lately – like I have to have these conversations with people who are much older than me and my, you know, <laughs> people that I love, and I want to be like, "What are you doing?" You know Stop. What I mean? Stop. Yeah, like all caps, right? Unfollow, unfriend. <laughs> yes, yes. And it has really come up. So I'm just really briefly, so you can get an idea, right? So I am originally from Connecticut. Um, you know, type A, like, super, you know, I'm a little bit of a control freak, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I'm, and then I get here to the South and I marry like the country of countryest, <laughs> right? I mean, I call him my redneck Romeo. Aww. I mean, you know, I'm a grammar Nazi and his grammar is terrible. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that beautiful opposites uh-huh. kind of thing. Right. And so uh, like, again, I don't talk a lot about politics or religion, but I'm more liberal. He's more conservative. <laughs> and uh, the other day I was laying, we were laying in bed and just on our phones and do whatever. And he's, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, he said, oh, I'm just talking politics with your dad. And my heart stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like, so my white redneck <laughs> Southern man husband like, Shh. is having a political conversation with my black Yankee like, yeah, liberal yeah. father. How's this going? Oh my God. <laughs> and so, and I feel like that stress of like, 
that divide um, has been what is a lot of what's defined me as of late. Mm. You know, is is kind of that. Um, but we're all know. like seeking to learn something in the moment. It's like you know, it's why Dharma and Greg was popular. It's why like a free spirit will find themselves with someone that's you know has qualities that. At first, they're like, oh, that's so cool. And then later on, it's like, oh, why aren't you more like me? You know, like, we're all <laughs> yeah. seeking to, I think, just, to, like, come into balance in some sense. So, like, I stay away from the political thing, but I almost, it's not like I like seeing it happen, but I think it's actually facilitating us to a point. Like, there's a reason for all this madness. Yeah. I just want to, like, be in the center of the storm and be like, welcome. <laughs> you know, like, welcome both sides because yeah. I, it's, clear for me to see how both sides can operate you know absolutely and I know I recognize because um you know I'm on I mean there's you know sides right red and blue and blah but I'm realizing more and more that some of my favorite people people who have been my favorite people for like decades right are on quote unquote the other side and it didn't take long for me to recognize like that is my gift. Like that is a gift to me. And it's something that is going to help me remind other people, because if I didn't have that, then I might be kind of that rigid, this way is right. And it's the only yeah. right. If I didn't have people I love and respect be like, mm, I don't think that's right. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? And uh -huh. they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, they teach us, you know? Yeah. And who said that quote that you can't, was it Albert Einstein that you can't, Solve. Um, solve a problem with the same energy that created it. Yeah, the same thinking that yeah, created it. Yeah, that seems so clear to me. But, you know, so that's why I'm, like, in this place in the middle of the storm that's actually calm. Just, like, trying to draw more people into this conversation that we're having. Yeah. Um, I overheard someone say that they found out that – I can't – I never talk about this, and I'm just going to go with it. Um, they found out that the person they were renting from was a Trump supporter, and they were like, oh, if I had known that, I wouldn't have done it. And I'm like – but that's the same energy that, like, you know, it's, like, the idea that you, what you hate, you become. Right. So it's, like, I've just committed that I don't hate anything. And I'm, like, let's let's not hate anything together. Right, right. And it's that whole concept of learning to promote what you love instead of bash what you hate. Yeah, what, wherever you focus your energy. I mean, it's, like, it's science, it's spirituality. It's, like, all these ideas are blending. We're understanding, like, what that means. Yeah. 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 I'm into that. And I think that there are some who are on like the precipice, you know, yeah. like that's a Ooh, word. That's such right? a good word. Oh, I was making I'm sure with you. <laughs> My hair is flowing back. We're there, Darcy. <laughs> and I think that we forget that, like those of us who want to see change, I think we forget sometimes that those people being there means that they could either fall over the edge or move into a better, healthier, happier space, mm -hmm. and that how we approach them is going to have a lot to do with what happened. Like, Yeah. You know? And it's like, what do you want in the moment? Kindness. What does anyone yes, want? Kindness. Yes. That's it. It's just so simple to me. Yeah. yeah. And so why? <laughs> Respect. Oh, you want it too? Right? Do you deserve it? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. And we forget. And I really, I think that social media, like, don't get me wrong, is not all bad, right? Nothing is inherently bad, okay? Yeah, but just, can I stop you? Yeah. Just you doing, like, what you're doing. You just, I just feel like that's noise. Like, worrying about, like, you know, and of course it affects us. Like, I understand that. But I think the higher truth here is, like, you doing what you're doing and talking about what you're talking about is you being this, which is, 
just goes way further than like tapping behind a computer screen. You've actually decided like, I'm going to embody this. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to be this. That's like the work. It's like you changed you and you affect this whole little ecosystem around you. And if we're all committed to like my lane, my work, stuff changes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that, yeah, cool. I don't really have anything to say to that. I'm going to kind of take it in and just sort of sit with that for yes. a second. Um, Sorry, I called you out on the floor. I told you. No, <laughs> no. I mean, and that didn't even, see, she does it with like this grace and magic because it didn't even feel like a calling out. That <laughs> okay. felt like a, no, you rock. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah, you do. <laughs> So if that's what calling out feels like, do it. <laughs> I bow down to the, <laughs> the queen of calling oh, out. <laughs> All right. So um, one thing that I know about you and just from like being in circles and um, is you're obviously an extremely creative person. What for you? And I, I'm being vague about that because like, what I feel and know of you is a creative energy, but what does that mean to you? Mm. It's like how esoteric or simple do I want to be? I mean, it just means like following my highest joy. It means doing what, doing what makes time just like stop. Um, uh, and then it feels like this other thing, like this life force energy, like that I get to be a part of it. It's like, yeah, the idea of like pulling pulling ideas out, that same force is like in me. So, I mean, it's ultimately creative. We're all here. We're all these. That's like my least favorite thing that people say that they're not creative. Oh, I'm like, look at your face. Like, look, look how you can, like, look at what you do. Like, no one else is as nerdy as you. Like, whatever. You think like the artist is ultimately creative. I think the creator is ultimately creative. And that's how I look at myself. And that's how I look at people. And yeah, so it's just... It's ever fascinating. It never ends. I mean, yeah, the more that I like tap into that, the better life gets for me. So, and how, what are the ways in which you feel you tap into it most? Like, what are some practices or? Um, I mean, it's sort of evolved. I hate to say that so much of it is digital these days, but I mean, it used to be like very tactile things like zines and magazines. I was obsessed with making collages. Mm. You know, I did express in a way that seems classically artistic because it involved like my hands and, and, and a medium. But now it's like, okay, my life, my expression, my clothes, how I, you know, it's like we get to be these characters. We're so committed to like, you know, I'm committed to like, testing those boundaries of, you know, who is this person? Like, I've, I've really enjoyed Jim Carrey's madness lately. Um, yeah, so just, you know, knowing that all of your life is creative expression is helpful. I mean, everything I do, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's not an easy question, right? Because, I mean, it's so abstract. Yeah. But that's sort of the point is because people say that all the time. I'm not creative. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could do that. I'm not creative. That is, no, there's no way you are inherently creative. There's no way you cannot, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be creative. Exactly. It's just like, what is your brand of creativity? And can you let it be something than what you've been told is classically creative? And if you can, then, you know, it's just an idea mm -hmm. that just needs to die. The old idea of creativity so the new one can, like, be born. Right. I mean, there are people who have not even not only like no real interest 
in kind of that classical form or making things. But you know what? Like the way they walk or the way, I mean, any, sometimes exactly. it's, yeah. Uh-huh. And they are like, you feel the energy that they are putting out there just in. It's all the, that's perfect. It's all the same energy. Yeah. 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 It just is seeking and ex- person willing to express. Yes. Yeah. And I love, you know, I'm reminded on a regular basis. And one of the favorite things I've ever learned in my life, because it's all about learning, right? Mm-hmm. One of my, is the fact that we are all made of the same stuff. Yeah. Like we are made of the same stuff as the moon and the stars mm-hmm. and the sun and the trees. Yeah. Like it's the same shit. We're, know. you know, <laughs> like I love it. Yes. It's yes. like, why is everyone not? Yeah. Yes. Like, like mind that. blown. Right. <laughs> like, I have to, I mean, Oh, and I just, I think that's, I think that, there are times I feel very disillusioned. I feel I used to sit in my car and cry because I feel like it was that feeling of I didn't belong here, yeah. but not in a like, oh, I don't fit in, but in like that real deep knowingness that yeah. like, this is a temporary space it's for this. Visual. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh and I'd sit in my car and cry. I've been there. <laughs> Once daily. Yeah. <laughs> That's my daily practice. Yes, and but then a lot of times where that sadness, I think, is rooted is in that moment where I'm, like, super aware of how unaware other people are of how amazing and incredible they are. Yeah. Because that's where all the hurt and anger and frustration, that's where it all comes from, you know, mm-hmm. is people just not recognizing or knowing their own magic. I love it. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Hashtag truth. <laughs> <laughs> can't even add to it. It's just so perfect. Yeah. What she said. Oh. Wow. Okay. If you guys can't see this, but my head is getting so big right now. Like, like I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk out of the studio with the dog, just like racking it on the side of the doors. All right. So we're going to switch gears a little bit because as I mentioned, I have kind of this perception of you and it's, I mean, and it's not that it's an inaccurate one at all. I recognize like you, what I love is even if it takes effort, even if it takes consciousness, like you are wild and you are fierce. And mm-hmm. I love that. And that is an energy that you exude, you know? Oh, absolutely, girl. Get it. Get it. Um, but have you, and I, it's kind of a silly question, have you ever experienced rejection? But it's more, obviously it's bigger than that. Because I feel yes, like everyone, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so what I want. The worst is rejection of self, though, I will say. Yeah. Will you expand on that? Yeah. I mean, I think I wish that someone just had like said, you're going to feel all the things um, and it's okay. Like, Mm. you know, but we grew up thinking that certain things were right and wrong, you know, and it's all like, it's the joy and also the like crippling pain of realizing that in increments. So like I've gotten to a point where it's a lot more comfortable than like, oh my God, I could have told my 21-year-old self so much about just, like, allowing. But and I think my 40-year-old self will be able to tell me some stuff that I'm still in the process of, like, becoming. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so big. Um, and I guess that kind of ties in because, you know, how we handle rejection from others has everything to do with how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It is true. And I think every person you admire sort of grew a thick skin 
they learned how to deal with rejection because they never would have, you know, like the stories of like Oprah being told everything from her hair to her skin tones too dark. If she had just been like rejected and quit, like there'd be no Oprah. And like, yeah. imagine a world with no Oprah. <gasps> it's really weird. It's like yeah. we would be in a totally different place. So I just think rejection is like a built-in feeling. Like the more, yeah, the yeah. more comfortable you can get with it, the further you can go towards like whatever feels good and big and juicy and real for you. Yes. It's a numbers game, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and also, like, you can make it fun. Like, it can be terrible. You could drudge along and, like, think every rejection really has something to do with you, but it doesn't have to do with that person. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. We're all just in our little made-up worlds and, like, make yours oh. good, you know? Like... Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a giant reframe. And like, I love... Yes, I love... I, cause I never, like, I know it comes down to how we feel about us, but that whole idea of a built in feeling, yeah. you know, like rejection is only rejection when we feel rejected, <laughs> which yeah. comes from our translation of what just happened. Exactly. Like, well, and like, I don't, I didn't see the movie where the emotions were all different people. <clears throat> I haven't seen that either. I have started even before that I, Frustration is a big one for me, and so I started to like give it a name and a face. Like I think his name is Frank, and like he always comes around. And basically, he's like, "You're leaving too much potential on the table." Like that's what frustration's message is. It's like if we, a, if we knew, like if we understood ourselves better, if we understood what the emotions really are, like what messages they have, we wouldn't, I wouldn't reject that so much. I just would be like, okay. Like what can what's the next little thing I can do to like alleviate some of this frustrated feeling? You know? Right. Yeah, this rejection. I don't what is rejection? It's I think it turns into that feeling of inadequacy. Yeah, you're not good enough. Yeah. Like worthiness is like mm-hmm. at the center of Absolutely. Rejection. Yeah. And so if you're if you as much as you can to the best of your ability hold the belief that you are worthy, like right. how can that picture shift. Yeah. I like the, um, the analogy of a dollar bill, right? So you have a dollar bill that you might try to put in the jukebox or a jukebox. It should... Oh, I love it. <laughs> I do love a good jukebox. Continue. Right. <laughs> We're old enough for that. To okay. <laughs> for you youngins out there, a yeah. Coke machine, <laughs> but you try to put the dollar bill in the dollar bill taker and it doesn't take it. Yeah. And it's like mm. that dollar bill does not lose worth. Yes. Right. It is still the same dollar. Oh it's worth God. a dollar. That's so good. It's just not meant for that machine. And like I need to write that down. Oh, don't you don't have to. It's recorded. <laughs> this is not about me. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go on the door that fucking opens. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I I mean, I think that it's so important. I feel like, God, that concept of built-in feelings, man. I'm just still <laughs> stuck on that. Like, that's so big. Yeah, we're human. We get to come and, like, experience the symphony that is called life. Like, we can't, like, 
cherry pick our emotions. We can't right. just be like, it's all great. You've met those people and you're like, you're lying. You're, <laughs> you're full of shit. Like, I don't you're, care who you are. Yeah, you're going and home and drinking yourself to sleep every like, night. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's stop. something. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I don't even say that with judgment because I used to go home and sleep, <laughs> drink myself to sleep every night. I'm just saying I recognize, like, two peas in a pod. You are not being honest. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. And I also think, like, when we talked about kind of that giant reframe, you know, we grew up with, quote unquote, good and bad emotions, mm-hmm. right? No, like, it's about, there's easy and difficult. Yeah. There's, you know, comfortable and uncomfortable. Exactly. And we have this tendency to just really put everything in good and bad yeah. and right and wrong. Yeah. And it's like, we don't realize that that is the source of most of our suffering exactly. is that really rigid viewpoint. Yeah, I think we're evolving out of that which is bringing about so much more possibility on so many levels of understanding. So, yeah. I mean, I think we see the the faults within that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So it makes me happy, too. I'm like, I could do this for days. <laughs> like, that's how you know. It's like, I don't want this conversation right. to end. But guess what? I'm going to go home and, like, this is my work. This is what I do. Um, I feel grateful to be invited to do it because, yeah, I do get to stretch, but then I do get to share what comes so natural, you know? And, like, I see your face, and it's shiny, and it's beautiful, and, like, that's that's the space we all want to put ourselves in. Like, whatever that is for you, that thing where you could be like, I do not want this to end. Like, I've said that a lot recently, and so I just am just so grateful for, like, more chances to play and, like, do what my seven-year-old self would tell me to do right. you know so and yeah I want to hear more about that I mean when I when I was like hey can you do an interview this day you're like oh no I'm in Norway and like I'm like hey can you do it this day oh no I'm at like the red carpet conscious film yeah. festival and I'm like what yeah. so so tell us some about that just like your travels um, okay so one of my most favorite possessions that I have and actually I like whenever someone's like what possession would you grab when you're running out of the house in a fire I'm like no Maybe photos. So, yeah. but this is sort of like this. My mom gave me this pen, and it was this little girl, this dangly, like, metal pen, and she had crazy hair, and she had a globe in one hand and a suitcase in one hand. So, you know, I it's my memory is hazy at that point, but I think even when she gave it to me, I was, like, 16. She knew that I had this, like, spirit of adventure. I must have, like sat and like looked through the the Britannica or whatever dictionary and like looked at all these faraway places and just like was dreaming of what it would be like to travel. Um, that was a huge part of all those seeds that was planting basically just sprung up. And there was a certain point, and I think it was in my <coughs> early 20s where I was like, okay, it feels like it's time to like go see the world. I felt, I'm, I feel like such a late bloomer, but I just felt ready to go have adventures and go see places. And as soon as I made that, like, uh, an intention in my life, doors started opening so I can travel. Like, so, so many people have so many preconceived notions about travel. You have to be rich. You have to save a lot of money. You have to do this. I can't do it until I whatever. Those are all just lies people made up because I'm, like, living proof that you can win some, you can win trips from Oprah. You can stay with a friend for a month in Denmark um, then you can go over to Austin and be invited to do something that you didn't think you could do a year ago. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think so many people want an adventurous life, but, like, how many of those people are willing to, like, go create some adventure? That's been, like, a thing I've been telling myself this past couple of days. I'm like, I really want a spring season that, like, makes me blush and, like, you know, just, like, I was, like, really getting into, like, what it could be, and I was like, oh, 
I'm going to have to be a part of creating that. Like how, you know what I mean? Like I can't just expect like everything to come to me. I have to be a part of creating it. So I definitely have put out the intention to travel and all my friends know I love to travel. So now I get invited to more places than I did before. And I have a knack for winning trips. And I just think the universe is like, oh, you like this? Oh, okay. You know, and I'm like showing up big for it. It's like showing up big for me. So Oh, and I love that. Yeah. I love that. One of my favorite sayings, and I got this, you know, from my first sponsor and A is suit up and show up. Oh, like, I love it. Be there. My for mom your was life. always like, put your big girl panties on, do what you need to do, and I'll meet you when you're ready. So like I love the idea of sort of this this tough love. Like I've always been an old soul, which didn't even become cool until recently because I just was like, I don't know, just felt older than than I am yeah. or was or whatever this thing is. Yeah. So, yeah. Were you as a little kid where people were like, oh, she's an old soul. Yeah. yeah. And I put myself I to that. sleep and I just could take care. Like I knew that bad shit happened, but even in the midst of it, I felt like, okay, I'm going to have the tools. I'm going to be able to figure this out. I mean, I do feel blessed for having that awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, always told I was the old soul and I was just like, this isn't cool. Like, you know, <laughs> Like, I want to be young. I want to, like... <laughs> but that's so funny because when I was a kid, like, my mom would always say I was different. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't get in a ton of trouble. Yeah. I was always... I mean, I was very Virgo. See, I'm very... You know, what you read and hear uh-huh. about Virgos, like, I, I am... Know a lot. I only know about, like, signs oh. I'm sleeping with or myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can we talk about how many people that is? <laughs> Not many. <laughs> I like to I talk love about that, it, though. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I love that. See, and I'm the opposite. I'm one of those cheesy people. Like, if I were picking you up at a bar, I'd be like, so what's your sign? Oh, <laughs> I like, like it. I mean, I mean you it's... know about it. I mean, I know about Leos. I know about Scorpios. I don't know a lot about Virgos. So, yeah, Virgos, well, I like to say Virgos rule the world. Like, okay. <laughs> we're super just, we're type A, intuitive. Um, like, you make things happen. Yeah. And yeah. we're usually kind of mediators, bridges. Uh-huh. Um, and we definitely have a reputation for being bitchy, which I don't love that word at all, but I know where it comes from because yeah. I can absolutely I be honorary. So really? I suggest every woman have a conversation with her because she's wise. She doesn't have tact, but she's like the conversations. Like you know when people have to get a little drunk to like say how they feel. Like it's in there. So like your inner bitch is just yeah. She's yeah. Cardi B. She's not. She's not like. She's not eloquent, but she has shit to say. And she's <laughs> smart. She's really smart. Yes. No, I agree completely, and I feel like I'm really smart. Like, <laughs> can you imagine being married to me? Like, my husband is such a trooper. Because I'm like, I am so smart. Like, yeah. you need to hear me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, people should know. Yes. <laughs> But I also, and you know, we joke and we laugh, but the truth, the, if I get real honest, the truth of the matter is that I am finally at a place where like, I'm starting to really embrace and claim like my gifts mm-hmm. and my talents and my strengths. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, intuition is one of them. Like I am really good at understanding things about people that people don't understand about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it, what does it look like? It looks like I'm always right. And so, well. I'm right a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's just, and that's not, I'm also like a work in progress mm-hmm. and I recognize that that's not true. I'm not always right, but I'm really practicing like being true to who I am. Mm-hmm. And that means that I have to be okay with the fact that there are things I like about me. Yeah. And how is it that that's 
crazy. Yeah, to me it's like not anymore. I mean, I understand that it's a conversation that needs to happen and it's definitely one that I still have with myself. Um, but so much less so than in the past, you know, it's almost like a given, like what, this is weird. No, it's like, of course we as women, um, have been told and shown certain things to where we doubted ourselves for a while, but it's absolutely our time and it doesn't seem weird to me anymore. And when it does, I just have to check myself and be like, where are you not in your power? Just go shine. Cause we all shine. Like, where are you not in your power? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Girlfriend Manifesto, I want to hear um, a little more about that. I want my listeners to have the opportunity to kind of really connect with that. Because guys listen, and that's cool, and yeah. I love guys. Like, too, I want, <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, like, man strength, awesome, yeah. like, but I will say that I do have a special passion for, like, girls and women yeah, and power, yeah. you know. Me too. So, Girlfriend Manifesto, let's hear it. Girlfriend Manifesto. So, the Girlfriend Manifesto started out as, Again, just to cry to like be near my sisterhood. And then when I started getting into the work, as I'll call it, because a lot of people are like, I love your work. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, it's work. work. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it started out as just a way to be in a really healing environment. And so I started like peeling back the layers on like what that meant. And so for me, it was like, okay, what's really important? Sisterhood, adventures, so, like the travel bit. That part keeps me wild. It keeps me creative. Um, what do I talk about more than anything? Spirituality. And then what's the like? What's the icing on top? And it was self-love. And so I was like, oh, these are the things that I want to talk about. These are the things that I want to talk about to women because I understand this very complicated journey of, of being a woman. Um, yeah, and it started off just as a in-person thing and then it shifted to a blog and then I started spending a lot of time on Instagram and I was like I didn't even know that it would be such a powerful platform for me because I realized that sort of what my higher self was doing was getting my sea legs so I was learning how to like have a message have something to say it felt really safe with women um yeah, and so much of so much of your attitude about things going into a space is what creates that reality. So yeah, you know, people can be trolly on Instagram, but I just haven't experienced a ton of it because I just feel like the right women are going to come and when the message is for them, they'll be there and when they're on to something else, they'll fall off and new people will come. And so now it's this online and in-person space that's all about um speaking to women who are rising into a different version of themselves. And I don't, like, I don't want to alienate any woman because I feel like if you talk to someone and you know their story, you see yourself in them. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm every woman. That song makes so much sense I'm to me. Yes, on every level. Yeah. Because there's so many times when you'll be like, oh, I know the moment, Darcy. Um, I, was at, I was at Joshua Tree, and it was shortly after my mom died, and we were in Sacred Circle. We were passing around this stick. And someone started to talk about something that was very personal to them. It was a decision they had made. And I found myself, my initial inclination was to judge them and be like, I can't believe she did that. And something just shifted in me where I was like, I don't know her story. She's doing the exact right thing for herself. How dare I like be in judgment of a woman? That's what a witch hunt is. Like, it's, it just, it made so much sense to me to like not reject that aspect of myself that I see in her. Um, so, yeah, I just fell in love with every single person there. They were different than me. Sometimes people got on my nerves. It's like, whatever. All that stuff is still there. But that essence of who we are, that 
complicated beauty, that feminine nature, all these aspects of ourselves that we were taught to reject, we're all coming back to them. And so I want to be a bridge to meet women wherever they are. Like I'm into some really weird esoteric stuff and like we can talk about that if that's what you want. But also like, you know, I understand like coming home with a broken heart, like very practical matters, Mm -hmm. you know, and and speaking to women who are, yeah, stretching and rising and becoming something outside of themselves is what I'm passionate about. And um, recently I've been told over and over again, I won't name drop, but like a lot of the women who I grew up admiring are somehow like in my sphere and they're calling what I do work. And I'm like, why can't I see this? Like, Mm -hmm. like who's going to have to tell me? Like, is Oprah going to have to sit me down and explain to me? Like, you can do this. You're good at this. Like be in your power. So I've just been using that platform to practice and, you know, turned into like having a retreat and doing coaching and a ton of creative stuff. I created an Oracle deck that I'm really proud of that I was so afraid to like release. And, you know, there's people, it's gone like all over the world, which is just like mind blowing. So it's like suddenly like I'm standing back and I'm like, oh, I've created this, like this house or this like this vessel for women to come and be safe in. And it's something that I'm super proud of and also really excited just to see where it goes and like what I can do and who I can be in this space. So I see a collaboration in our future. Yeah. I like it. We're talking (laughs) about the same things. And I, I love the idea of like diverse women speaking to whoever's coming to their channel and then having that overlap, which is really delicious. So I'm into it. Super fun. Super fun. All right, so um, so, what would you say are three adjectives that you would use to describe your journey and where you are today? Okay, um, wild, juicy, and balanced. Do you know, like... Well, maybe it's because I'm aware of, like, your online present. But, like, Wild and Juicy were two that came to mind for me. Yeah. For so you. my nickname at, like, I worked at this camp for adults, and no one was supposed to know your name or what you did for a living. So it very much put you in this vulnerable space. But my nickname was Juicy Fruit. And I really loved it <laughs> because it's, like, how dare I call myself Juicy Fruit? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how dare I embrace my qualities in this way? So it was a big stretch for me, but then I also was, like, enjoying it. I was like, man, I really like people calling me Juicy and Juicy Fruit. <laughs> what I feel like. But, like, you know, my very shy, like, you shouldn't be that person yeah. didn't allow me to. So, yeah. And then, like, I think balance is so important because that's where the, like, the elderness that lives in me comes into play. It's not just all fun and games. There is this sacred strong presence that I have that's something way more than just you know the fun juicy aspects of life so I feel like those are those feel good for right now all right (laughs) they'll probably change five minutes right all the time permission to do that though (laughs) absolutely exactly yeah no I totally agree so um kind of you are obviously someone who's like committed to growth and and evolution and but is there something that right now you still try to that you still kind of judge yourself on or around that you're trying to let go of everything uh but specifically (laughs) I think physical appearance has been one that has been a lot coming up for me Mm. um ah and that manifests in so many different ways but um yeah, just the way that we think that we have to look, all the standards for beauty that are constantly banged over our head, like, 
ideally, I would just be on a desert island somewhere with, you know, like everyone's free, everyone's fed sort of scenario, and we can let go of some of the... I mean, it feels good, but I'm like, does it authentically feel good? Is this really the best use of my time? Like, I'm squatting, I want to have a nice ass. Like, does it, you know what I mean? Um, Like, why? (laughs) And for what? I mean, there's health, and then there's, like, whatever the other thing is, you know? And I, I don't know quite where to land on how much is, like, authentic and really, really matters, you know? And how much is just part of the human journey. A buy-in. Yeah, yeah. A buy-in to a cultural meme, if you will. So that's been on my mind a lot lately. Like what it means to be beautiful, what it means to be a woman, what it means to present yourself in certain ways. And especially like as a black woman, there's so many there's so many things that go into our hair just getting ready to come out. Like I just feel like a, uh, what's the word that I was using? I don't know, just easy breezy. Like, and I don't like, I just don't like fussing, even though I like to look a certain way. Right. You know? <laughs> it just makes no sense. So that's been something that, you know, I find myself in judgment of often and that I really am working to let go or dismantle or understand why. Right. So, and I don't know if this is even a fair question, but if letting go of that looked easy, what would it look like? You know what? I arrive there often, and I think it's just, like, letting myself do what feels good and letting the Mm -hmm. rest go. So, like, if I do like to look a certain way, don't feel bad because it may not be your natural whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah. Yes. I will tell you, and I have gone through so many, like, I can be super judgy, Mm -hmm. and I recognize about that. You know, I do. And I am absolutely aware that it comes from, like, my own judgment on myself and my own inability to, like, accept Mm -hmm. myself. And I am to the point, so, you know, all the time, like, is that your hair? Well, I bought it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, who who gives you permission to walk up? That's the question. So it is the question. And, you know, I'm I'm mixed, right? Uh I'm... But what I'm realizing lately, and I have to admit, I kind of love it. Like, and then I feel bad for loving it. It's this whole thing. But that I am viewed as a black woman. Uh I am not viewed as mixed by most people, even though, you know, I'm very light skinned. Uh Like I said, I actually love it because it finally, I I finally feel like I, I have an identity that helps me understand a little bit more about who I am and what I've been through, you Uh know? Um, but um, it's also new to me because mm. even though I've probably been looked at that way for a long time, especially in the South, like I didn't see myself oh, like me, that. I've married someone who has as many questions about that as probably you do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's intense, yeah. right? And and I'm enjoying it and I welcome it. and um, But it also brings in a lot of emotion oh, and, and a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. I mean, just a lot, a lot of stuff. But that's part of, you know part of my journey right now is like, well, what does that really mean for me? And does it have to define me as much as I think it does? Uh And like, well, and I think, believe it or not, I think that not having a clear idea for so long has already put me there Yeah. because I will walk around with my blonde extensions or Uh my gray extensions Uh or my rainbow faux fur (laughs) leg warmers. And (laughs) yeah. So really like, I I don't feel like as I feel less divided now than I ever have. I grew up feeling half and half. I never grew up feeling like a whole. Yeah. And now I feel far less divided than ever. And I don't care if you think I'm being the right kind of black or the white kind of woman or the right kind of 
<laughs> you know, and it's all, I mean, yeah. And, and it's not lost on me that I'm even here in yeah. this place because yeah. it is, I'm 40 years old and it has taken me a long time to be in this place where like, I love who I am. Mm-hmm. Now I still struggle with my imperfections yeah. and there are definitely days mm-hmm. that I don't. Um, it takes as long as it takes. Yeah. Like, Wine is great when it's aged a long time. Like, so are you. So am I, you know? Like, the rate at which we bloom is divine. And, you know, if you, like, remove the comparison, if you weren't looking around, you would just be, like, in this world that you're creating, and it's nothing short of really fantastic. Like, Yeah, and you're so right, because that's what it comes down to, is the only reason, you know, recognizing 40 as... A shortcoming, say. Yeah, you made it this big thing. I was like, oh my God, I'm almost there. I'm like, I'm bracing. Well, and I am excited. Don't, I mean, me turning 40, I was actually, and still am, like, I'm excited about 40. Nice. The the difficulty or where I struggle sometimes is like, oh my God, I love this place. Why did it take me so long to get here? Yeah. You know, it's, it's that kind of. I get it. Um, but you're right. So much of that comes from comparison because yeah. that only bothers me when I look at the 25 year old who looks like they already got it. Yeah. I'm like, dang it. <laughs> you know, but they, they don't. don't. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. I mean, I do think it's happening quicker and that's why I'm like so enamored with millennials because mm. it just feels like they're getting it quicker than we did. So to me, it's like, I applaud that because that's evolution. Like, they're coming into their power earlier. We need more and more people who understand who they are so we can keep going. All right, so just a couple more before we go. Um, I know the answer, or at least I know what the answer was a year or two ago, and you may have already mentioned, but what is your superpower? Uh, uh, magic? Uh, just believing in the mystery. Like, whatever's hidden seems more interesting to me than everything that we think we know. So, like... Huh. Whatever that is. Well, and one reason I ask, because you actually inspired that for me, because one day we were at, I think it was a moon gathering, nice. and you said that your superpower is winning contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you mean, know? that too. <laughs> like, she's like, I have more than one. Hello. Yeah, lots. <laughs> but yeah, and that's great. But that's, I mean, that really, just the concept, because I'm a huge superhero, like, fan. Yeah. And we have to get get to or get back to that place of like remembering that we're magic. Like yeah. we do have superpowers. Yeah, we do. All right. Uh, okay. If you had a microphone that reached every corner of the earth, like every nook and cranny, oh um, and oh every God. single person, <laughs> right? Translation and all, you know, oh, what would you say into that so microphone? Much pressure. <laughs> do I get like a radio show? <laughs> <laughs> no, you get like a minute. And you, yeah. Okay, hold on. I mean, I think it would have to be some sort of song, and it wouldn't even have to be one that I played because I think music puts you into a different vibration that's not your thinking mind, which is helpful Ah. when you're trying to, like, affect people's hearts. So it would just be a song. I know that sounds cheesy. I could sit and talk about my experience that might get you know, a handful of people, I could whatever, but I think if I just blared some music that lately there is a song that just makes me like, I just remember, I think I'd just play that song. I'd get way more people like, you know, into the fold. And what is the song? Uh, hold on. I don't know how to 
pronounce it. I'm going to ruin this. But, um, so the name of the song is called, I think it's called Remember Who You Are. Hang on. Maybe you could play it as the outro and not get sued because she seems like a super conscious girl. Um, <laughs> I'll look into that. P-E-I-A. And the song is called Blessed We Are. Yeah, it just, like, and it's almost, it's like remembering that we are tribal. So, like, when you hear drums, something happens, and, like, there's sounds of the wind. It's just, like, this really powerful, it feels like ancient energy that we all are, so we remember. So that's, yeah, okay. I'd play a song. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I dig that. I can feel it. <laughs> um are there any projects that you are currently working on that we can look forward to? Yes. So um, I'm in the stages of creating a summit. And so I know you've been to online summits. I need to talk to you, actually. It's called something different. It's a very magical title. I won't say it yet because I'm still finalizing some things. But um, having 16 different conversations with people who have amazing things to say, but doing it in a really different way. I really like. I like to look at life especially knowing what I, the little I know about science, it matters to me because it feels like I'll see a study and it'll be like, science, science did these experiments on two monkeys and guess what? They like equal pay. And I'm like, <laughs> they both like getting the same. It's just like, duh, why are you spending your money on that stuff? Like we already know, but I do understand <laughs> something about neural networks. So I'm going to do this summit but I really want to do it in a different, in a way that like challenges you because of creative aspects about it. So I don't want to like give all the things okay. out of the bag, but it's going to be a really, a really amazing thing. Um, and then I'm doing a retreat um, in Tulum, Mexico in September. Uh, the details will come out shortly. Um, that's an experience for women, but obviously the, <laughs> the um, summit is for all ears, all hearts, all minds, all bodies. So those are the things I'm working on for the girlfriend. Exciting. Yeah. And I could, I really could like keep going. (laughs) We'll geek out some other time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So where can people find you? Uh, You can find me online at thegirlfriendmanifesto.com on all social, just at thegirlfriendmanifesto. Okay. Excellent. Is there anything you want to add before we say goodbye? Uh, Just thank you for the opportunity to come and brush up against some of my edges and have a good time and connect and thank you for what you're doing it's so needed it's so important we need more people who are following that creative thread thank you yay (laughs) all right that's a wrap (sighs) all right friends here is where we will end this episode of dear world love delilah Thank you so, so much for being here. I will say it today and I will say it every single episode. You are the reason I do this and you are the reason that I get to do this. I'm having so much fun here and I'm really, really grateful to be able to spend this time with you. Seriously, thank you for this, for all the love that you give me between episodes each week, the emails, the Facebook messages, the love that you give me on social media and the reviews that you leave on iTunes. You guys are rock stars, and I am just super happy that I get to be in the band. So with that, if you did like this episode, if you feel like it had bits of juicy, yummy goodness that can help someone you know or someone you care about, then I hope you will take a moment to share it on Facebook or on Instagram, and then maybe even take another moment to leave a review on iTunes. 
All that stuff makes a huge difference in what I'm able to offer you from week to week, and it really only takes seconds, literally seconds, to do this from your phone or tablet right now. So please, just remember, sharing is caring. <laughs> also, if you haven't gotten your hands on my free 15-page ebook that can help you take some really small steps to making some big, awesome changes in your life, then you need to go get that. It is free, it's fun, and it is found at DarcyLee.com. Plus, I am developing my new fancy online coaching subscription called Mini Blueprint to Being. And it's only gonna be, wait for it, $6 a month. Let that sink in for a second. We're talking about the price of a Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest Pizza with all of its yummy goodness and convenience, but without any of the feeling you feel when you've had too much of it. And the first month is gonna be on me. So basically, I'm gonna be giving you killer tips, tricks, resources, and support as you embark on a personalized journey of self-love, personal growth, and improving how you feel about who you are and the life you're living. And I'm also pretty much buying you a pizza. <laughs> I mean, how can it get much better than that? With the mini blueprint to being subscription, you'll get a ton of treats, monthly reflections, and goal inspiration. You'll get writing prompts, mini podcasts, videos, great information and resources on the topic of the month, as well as coupons on cool life, love, and self-care goodies. You'll also get rockstar swag, like a legit personalized care package from yours truly, and discounted access to one of many of my upcoming programs and courses. Yeah, so all of that for only $6 a month after you get the first month on me. And of course, you can cancel anytime you want, but you won't want to because it's going to be epic. Just saying, I promise. If you want to know more about it, or if you have any specific topics or struggles you would like to see addressed in the subscription, you can stay tuned, or you can even shoot me an email at hello at darcylee.com. Anywho, before signing off, I want to give a special thanks to my badass executive producer, Wayne Renbure, without whom I'd be lost, and I want to thank you one more time for being here. I truly hope that you got something that you needed, and I cannot wait to be here with you again next week. So, with that, dear world, I am sending so many hugs and kisses. Love, Delilah. <laughs>